I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about the NFL, the Chiefs panic meter, the NBA starting up, Ben Simmons reporting to Philly, latest launch, play of the week. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. But first, we're going to start with what's on your mind. Lou, you look ready to go today, so we're going to start with you. It's been a packed week of sports, I would say. There's been a, there's been a lot going on. 48 hours. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, my main focus is the Houston Astros. It's all I care about. I honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I love you. I love this show. Don't care. Like the Astros playing like three hours. Like they got a midday. It's two one. Yeah, they got canceled last night. So they're playing today at one o'clock. Two one Astros. Like I'm just trying to get back to the ALCS. I want to play the Red Sox. I want to go back to the World Series. Like I, I just don't care about anything else. The thing that brought me some happiness this morning was that I saw that the Yankees are on fire Aaron Boone. So that brought me some some smiles. But anyway, let me try to do a cards thing. Oh, I, let me actually I'll tell you guys what I did. My first BGS sub. I told you guys about it yesterday. Tell me more. I did it for the first time. I am very intrigued by it for F1 going forward for sure. Because okay. I think the card that I submitted would have ended up being like a PSA 6 or 7 if I had to guess. And I know I sent some cards to Ryan as well for PSA, so we'll see how those come back. But I just think that the subgrade thing is huge for cards that you know are obviously going to have some sort of flaw. I think it gives you a little bit of upside on the grade. So I'm interested. I ended up with an 8.5 BGS for anyone asking. I submitted a George Russell refractor, uh, not refractor, a George Russell uh, purple sapphire. Is that the one at 25 or 10? 10. Yeah, I didn't. I just thought it was a purple refractor. I did not realize it was from Sapphire. Yeah, it's a Sapphire out of ten. It's a big. It's a. It's a pretty. It's a fairly big card. The refractor. Uh, the refractor. The variation is uh not the biggest for him because he has his, like his uh helmet on and everything. So you can't really tell it's him. But I think it's an underpriced card, underrated card. I have many of them sitting right here, and I was excited about it. Very cool. Yeah, Ty. What about you? What's on your mind? It's really been a week since actually we recorded. We recorded. That's true. It's been a week. It's been a week. Uh, we recorded. Then the Yanks took a L to the Red Sox. Losers. Which I hate a lot. I can't stand Boston. Then Penn State with another classic, classic Penn State showing. It pains me to even talk about. It was one of the most painful things I've ever witnessed. <sighs> That sucked. A and M played like dogs. A and M text, and then so I'm like, all right, full depression mode. I haven't been depressed like that. I haven't felt that way. I haven't had those emotions run through my body in quite some time. So then I'm like in the couch, curled up, like in a ball, fetal position, and A and M just starts stomping Bama. I'm like, all right, well, that's a really good football team. So maybe we shouldn't be that excited anyway. Uh, that dude Sp- Spiller, the running back, was a monster. Then. Finally, the page starts to turn. The Jets, I mean, the Jets are in London. Zach Wilson's becoming a Brit. <sighs> and the the single worst roughing the passer call in the history of the league was Changing called it. against the Jets. On the first drive, I, we would have got off the field. They go down and score, three and out, score. Actually, they mm-hmm. kicked the field goal, I think, first. But we're down 17. It, we've run six plays. So then that misery just continued. Then I lost a golf match this weekend. I lost in uh, footy last night, 10 o'clock, playing Hoboken. We lose 5 nothing. Where do you play in Hoboken? Along the water, Frank Sinatra Park. It's a vibe. But uh, losing a game 5 nothing at 10 p.m. on a Monday night, not a vibe. <laughs> not a vibe. Uh, we have eight new people starting at 1.37 p.m. today bringing our team to like 34 and with an additional member joining the collectibles and trading card crew. So we're excited about that. PMGs are on my mind. 
NHL cards are on my mind. Connor McDavid's on my mind for sure. We got to limit the what's on your mind. Right? Like that's exactly. what that's those like, are the things that are on my mind. You take the whole rundown. Of, you take the rundown of the show and use it as your what's on the, on your mind. It's like <laughs> and, how do we get anything out? Now the show's over. Like, all right, shut it down. Good, I got stuff. To so do. what's on my mind? First and foremost, first and foremost, we have to talk about Tyler in the group chat on Saturday, right when the game was starting. Saying it wasn't right when the game was starting. Be careful in all caps. Iowa has nothing. They had that's nothing. true. You did say that. They had nothing. And shout out to Lou for texting him directly in response to that message. Tough on tough. Saturday night when they <laughs> lost. That was tough. The best part about this is it's all downhill from here. That was tough. You know, um, I just can't wait for the day that Urban Meyer gets completely buried and then it comes back to all that he did and you guys start to lose your championships that you got every win that he had while he was your coach. It's just all going to come back to haunt you. Keep going. Ty's got to be awfully familiar with what it's like to lose a I lot do. of wins. I do, but we got him back. A lot of wins. You won't. We got him back. If Nebraska was half of a football program, at least a fourth of what they used to be, it would have been the best weekend in football I've had in a long time with Michigan, Penn State, and Alabama losing, and then the Jets losing. That would have been awesome. Um, but unfortunately, Nebraska is still not back. Yeah. And speaking of not back, Texas is still not back. That was crazy. That game was wild. I mean, letting Oklahoma score with like one second left. Man, it was... Uh, Do you Are you worried about Mac Jones yet or no? Oh, Go Bucks! I uh, got it. Okay. <laughs> Look at Tyler's face. Look at Tyler's. No, he's checked out because he knows that's fine. As long as you know. The, hey. I, also, I'm holding a Michigan plus a thousand to win the Big Ten ticket. Just saying. You're, uh, look, they have no prayer. They don't have a prayer. No. Just saying. Yeah, but it was it was a great weekend for for college football. I mean, Ohio State, man. I, I get it. We lost week two in Oregon. Believe the quietly name. putting it together. Yep. Yep, that team is young. We put we got rid of some of the veteran guys that just weren't producing, and it's now a bunch of young guys. Like Travion Henderson, the number one running back in the country, is seventh in Heisman odds. I mean, dude's averaging like 8.6 yards a carry. Like, just feel pretty good now. I, I, I'm hoping. Like, this, why? Like, who'd you guys play? That makes you feel great. I'm so confused. We're number one in the nation in yards per game. Okay. That's true. Fact. Who I think we're played, number like... one in the nation in scoring, like, scoring off it. There's a bunch of, like, I just... Come to they're Columbus. lighting up. Yeah, the really we're the best, to. the top of the big. We're, I know. We're going really the way. Just... I think Penn State might be going the other way. Did you nope. see that Akron score, Ty? I know that's what I'm saying. You can beat Akron they're by they're back. Ty, what about the they're Tulsa back. game? Tulsa? Oh, Tulsa, Tulsa back. super um, Tulsa? back. Rutgers, Maryland, back. noted really good team. Hey, let's just be honest. Back. Rutgers could have beat Michigan. They had the ball with like two minutes left. Ohio State, I think, beat them by like fifty. Like Michigan is another super overrated football team. All these, all these Big Ten teams. Ty, right now, maybe. right now, it's Iowa's it's obviously the best team in the Big Ten. October twelfth. Who's winning the Big Ten? Who's winning the Big Ten? Probably it's going to be Ohio State or Michigan State. I can't believe you don't think Iowa's good. It's so weird. It's such a weird. Lou, who are you picking right good. now? 10-12. Like they're not good. Iowa or Michigan? Iowa's not that good. It, James Franklin didn't good. have a backup quarterback that could hike the ball. Lou, serious question. Serious, seriously. I'm a serious Do guy. you think that there are enough teams in the Big Ten that can score enough no. points to beat Ohio State? Uh, Bro, Bama just got the brakes beat off of them. Anything can happen, all right? I think you guys I have think, a loss. Stop walking yeah, around I like you God's gift to man. Non-Big Ten loss. I really think it's probably – I think that Michigan-Ohio State game is going to be like a really big game. It's going to be a blowout. The decider? It's going to be a really big game. I, I would be upset Tyler about Tyler too. I'm definitely not done. mad at Tyler. They're, it's at Michigan, though. I will say that. But what yeah, about the best Michigan. team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs? Hey, man. Best team in the country? By, like, they have the clear case for best team in the country. Yeah, they just... They got some we'll games see. to play. I'm still intrigued by their offense in big games. Well, I mean, the other part that's crazy is they're playing like the backup quarterback. It, it's wild. Yeah, like, it, what's his name? Like Stetson Bennett. There you go. Stetson Bennett, the yeah, fourth, they call right? him the mailman. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of football, uh, another interesting weekend in the NFL. 
But I think we should talk about what we le- what we kind of ended the show, with, I think, with last week, where we talked about Bill's Chiefs and how the implications of that game played out. Because the Chargers beat the Browns late. Heard there was a couple questionable no calls, but the Browns got beat by the Chargers. The Raiders lost, so they're moving back. The Broncos lost, so they're, you know, they lost helping the Chiefs. But the Chiefs, man. Lou, we gotta ask, where is the panic meter? Mm. So the defense is bad. The defense is a serious problem. The offense also seems like it's a problem. It seems like everyone decided, like, oh, wait, if we just can figure out a way to get Tyreek out of a game, like, their offense is kind of over. So I don't know. I, I would I would say, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes and... Did Flash make an appearance? I don't think so. But, like, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, like... I would assume that they will figure it out. Um, oh, so he did have one catch. Good for Josh Gordon. He had a catch. Yeah, I, I think their defense is a problem. I would say it's probably like a tick higher than it was last week. Jay, you have to update that graphic. Lou's moving it up a tick. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, like, I saw some stat this morning about, like, how some of his, inter- a lot of his interceptions were, like, tipped balls. Mm-hmm. It definitely looks like he's trying to force a little bit more, create a little bit more magic because teams are taking out Tyree Kill. I mean, the Bills just, it wasn't even like, I mean, I understand there were some parts of it. It was like, it was close, but man, that, that team is good. The Bills Mm -hmm. are really, really, really good. There's, I think that's the, what's going to make the NFL playoffs fun this year. is just like Chargers, Bills, Browns, Chiefs. Like there's, you know, one game, win or go home. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good matchups. So there's a Um, lot of, I feel like a lot of sports are kind of just weird right now. Like baseball's weird. College, college football is weird. NFL is weird. Like, yeah, it just seems like for so long it was always it's going to be Alabama, whatever team LeBron plays for, and whatever team yeah, Brady plays sure. for. Like for so long, that's yeah, what dude, it like, was. But the thing is, like, it still might be. It still is. <laughs> yeah, it still probably <laughs> is. All those. <laughs> like Bama's getting in the playoffs. <laughs> Bama's still are. going to the ball- playoffs. Yeah. The Lakers still, I think, are like favored or top three favored. That's why I'm definitely team go dogs pro Georgia here. Cause if Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC title, Bama's not going. You think two losses and you yeah, didn't win the yeah, SEC. Yeah. No way. You gotta be, if they win the SEC, they're a thousand percent in. I don't know. I think if they even lose again and beat Georgia in the SEC and they win the SEC, then they would still get in. But if they lose the SEC title and that gives them two losses, they're not getting in with two losses and no SEC title. Two losses and no SEC title would be hard. I don't know though. That's what I'm saying. Are you picking Georgia to win the SEC title? They got two tough games coming up. That's for sure. Because if Alabama, if Georgia goes undefeated and their only loss is to Alabama in the SEC title and and Alabama wins out and beats Georgia, they're both. The question is this. If Georgia loses to Kentucky or at Florida in the next two weeks, the winner of the SEC title game gets in. I think the other team is out. Agreed. Aligned. Can I throw a curveball? You guys are over here arguing about semantics, and I'm trying to look up if James Bond movie put out a set of cards. That might be interesting. They did not, but they did put out, shout out to all my VV heads, they did mm. put out some, Wasn't some stuff digital? on digital. Really? Mm-hmm, posters, things of that nature. Mm. Hey, but real quick, before we, uh, before we fi- finish the NFL talk or pro football talk, what about... Uh, I didn't see it. I was on a plane last night. What about uh, Lamar's Monday Night Football game? Monster. He looked questionable in the first half, came back in the second half. Didn't he have 300 passing yards in the first half? 400 passing yards last night. No, in the first half? No, not in the first half, I don't think. I think the second half's where he had all his numbers. He had, over total, he, had, he had a total of like 500 yards, like 500 total yards of offense. It was crazy numbers. Yeah, after the game, they were saying some, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. He completed like eight passes in the first half. They were like, he broke his record in one half. I guess maybe that means second half. Also, I won't say it, but I'll say it. I thought Gus Johnson was awful on the call of the Penn State-Iowa game on Saturday. <laughs> don't don't hate on Gus Johnson because you're stinks. They don't pay attention to the game. They're just like, bah, bah, bah. it's like, call the game. I've noticed this weekend that Gus Johnson's a big, I'm um, Gus Johnson, I'm going to call this game guy for sure. 
So, yeah. like, we get it, Gus. Like, it's cool, but settle down. Yeah. There's also this thing that announcers do where <laughs> they will make up something that's, like, completely untrue, right? And then contradict it by what's happening in the game and then use that as their next talking point. It's wild. All day long. They do all it all long. the time. They'll be like, Lamar Jackson... A lot of people say Lamar Jackson can't throw. It's like, well, really, no one's saying that. And Seems then it's like, like he completes a thirty-yard pass. It's like, see, and then da, 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 da. Like it's like three, what? three for five on third down. They're like, really struggling on third down in the last <laughs> quarter. You're like, guy, <laughs> no, they're not at all. It drives me nuts. So, shout out to our friend Jeremy Padauer who tweeted this. Said Lamar's performance uh, it was the highest completion rate ever for a 400-yard game. He had 500 plus yards total. Q, uh, total QB offense and 60 rushing yards to boot, with a 16-point fourth quarter comeback. Okay, Lamar cards. Where are we at? That's what I was gonna look up just now. I couldn't get into the card ladder for some reason. Would you rather have right? What would you rather hold right now? A Lamar Jackson auto, a Lamar Lamar Jackson auto, or a Justin Herbert auto? Lamar because of the price. You think he's that much cheaper? I think he's that much more of that dude. I like Herbert. I think Herbert's very, very good. Like, I have a Contenders Optic red PSA 10 auto at a, like, 199 right? The last sale on that card was $6,000. Yeah, that's crazy. $6,000 for a Justin Herbert auto at a 199 piece. Like, to me, what's the same card of Lamar cost? I have a hard time believing it's not, it's, it's less than 6000 or, or that it's more than 6,000. Lamar stuff peaked when, he, when like, he won MVP and had that amazing season, and then they lost in the first round, and his stuff never has really, really caught up to where it was. Damn, the Herbert Blue does 10K? From what? Contenders Optic? Out of 99. Herbert's stuff is on People love fire. No, he's really good. For me, it's just the classic, like, his price is because they think he's going to accomplish something. Yeah, winning is built in. That Lamar has already accomplished outside of winning. So, like, if, when Lamar wins the Super Bowl, it's a wrap. And that I think it's a win. He's top 10 in both passing, five weeks in, passing and rushing, top 10. Lamar gets no respect. If you ranked all of the teams in terms of rush yards, or um, total yards of offense, like total yards, He's I think better La- than they have them, right? L- Lamar is like 16th overall on the list. I saw somebody, they were, I was on Twitter this morning and saw it where he was like just below the Eagles and just above the Raiders on like total yards of offense. Like that's like more yards than half the teams in the league. Speaking of the Eagles, a bunch of people on Twitter and Instagram convinced me to sell my Jalen Hurts. Mm, Baller. Just saying. He's kind of nasty. You don't like him, Bri? No, remember I, I, I was like... Uh, I got a lot of flack for it on that post Jay posted about like the 2020 quarterback stink. And that was like the number one comment was like, Brian, you're an idiot. Jalen Hurts is the ball. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is awesome. I'm like, yeah. People I- love Jalen Hurts. A lot Bam, of people also Bama. convinced people I would consider to be smart people convinced me to sell my Jalen Hurts. Not, I'm not talking about you. I'm being like, I'm just being honest. Like, I think that might have been a mistake. I also want to make a point real quick. Justin Herbert, contenders auto, 9.5. So just the base contenders auto. Mm-hmm. Last sale I could see from September 30th was 6200 bucks. The Lamar version of that sold for 3950 September 26th. So like the idea of not taking a Lamar at this point seems a little crazy. And I think people if they saw that head to head would be like, "Oh, you know what I mean?" Yeah, just winning is built so much into it. But like Lamar has so much more built built in. So if you could buy like too. for if you're spending 5 grand right now yeah. on any quarterback under the age of 25, outside of Patrick Mahomes, outside of Patrick Mahomes, who would you spend the money on? That's a great question. Anybody under the age of 25 not named Patrick Mahomes? Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yep. Those would be my two answers. Yeah, it's Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. Talent <laughs> and biggest chance to win. Correct. The the thing, I and I would go Lamar over because we've talked about a lot of NBA it's really the honest thing. Do you know how hard it is to win MVP? You know how many things have to go right to win MVP? Josh Allen could be a great quarterback for his whole career and never win MVP. Like, really good and never win it. Because look, you got Kyler Murray at 5-0 and right now. There's like 16 guys. It's, so I think that we discount because we everything's short-term. I have had this weird thing. NFTs did this to me. 
because I got so like hyper like day trading, like literally was just in it, like by the hour trading. I'm now like super long term, almost adverse to almost selling anything. I haven't sold stuff in a while because uh, when we're in it, like Lamar Jackson has won an MVP. Russell Wilson has never won one. So Jay just popped in. It's a great point. Yet, like, his cards are less since he won the MVP, right? So we price in. But if you put that out four years, five years, seven years from now, I don't think that – I think it, it plays out true, if that makes sense. It does. I, I think – yeah, I, I just – I last night definitely made me think about getting a really good Lamar to sit on. Because he, he, number one, he seems like he just is maturing and his game is getting better year over year. Mm-hmm. Like the passing thing definitely was like a little bit of a concern before, but he's like yeah, he dropping some balls. dimes. He, yeah. He's dropping dimes now. And there's that part. There's the part where it just seems like they are committed. Obviously, they're committed to him for the long term. And he also seems like a nice dude, which I think helps. So yeah, I agree. Like he did an interview after the game with Lisa Salters and he called her like Miss Lisa or whatever. Miss it was Lisa. nice. <laughs> So I think Lamar is a very interesting like buy for like a two to four year hold. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's a lot of good options out there. I mean, Kyler comes to mind. Herbert comes to mind. Burrow comes to mind. Like there's definitely options out there. I think it's just hard to argue that like Josh Allen or Lamar wouldn't be up there with their chances of winning. Russell Wilson has one but should have two uh, titles. One but should have two. And should have at least one MVP, but he doesn't. It's so tough. Could you imagine walking around living your life knowing that you didn't win that game? I mean, it was his fault, so. Hate to see it. All right, real quick. Basketball starting up in a week from today. So we're, a week. we record on Tuesday. Starts next Tuesday. Um, lot A of, lot of headlines this year. A couple things on my mind at the moment is the rule change with, like, drawing contact, like, flailing, um, you know, just running into players like shooting threes and stuff. Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, I have seen have gotten no calls lately in some of the preseason games. Uh, James Harden not getting a couple. I think it'll be interesting to see how that shapes the NBA landscape this year with some of those no calls on, uh, you know, fluff contact that they're drawing. Um, So I want to get your guys' take on that. But also, more importantly, saw that Ben Simmons reported to the Philadelphia 76ers this morning, took a COVID test, and was like, hey, I'm here, ready to go. Tyler. So for those not watching, Tyler is sitting here just shaking his head. Can I make a point real quick and then we can get into this conversation? I'm just like, I hate sounding like this because I think people who talk like this are kind of ridiculous. But like, it's getting to the point. This NBA thing where these guys just kind of come and go as they please and like don't acknowledge the fact that they're like under contract and like all of that where they just kind of do whatever they want and it just they just get away with it. Like, Ben Simmons is just going to get away with it. He can do whatever he wants. And it's, like, kind of nuts because it creates problems. It creates situations where guys swim above their weight class or punch above their weight class. Bully. It's so – it's very It's very, very deep and very – like, there's a lot of reasons why all of it happens, but it's, like, at a certain point, like, it gets a little too over the top for me. Yeah, it's crazy. And to go back to get it to cards, right? Like it affects that stuff. Like people don't want to Ben Simmons. There's a lot of reasons people don't want to buy Ben Simmons cards, but like people aren't going to want to like jump on the bandwagon with that guy right now. Like he's not making it easy. I just think they bully him. Like I legit think Doc and Embiid bullied him. I mean, it's a grown man. It is a grown man, but also getting grown man. Like that's the thing is like be. I get it, grown men, but like maybe that's the issue. Is like. Totally. Yeah. I don't want to fucking deal with you and I don't have to. So go, go, go play without me. Go play without me. See what but then got. I would also say like, then you should, he should stand on that. You know what I mean? Well, that's why I was shaking my head. Cause it's like, all right. It's, it's the same thing with, it's the same thing with Kyrie. Same thing with Kyrie. If you want to stand on that, then stand on that. He just has, I just think he's being audacious. I agree. You're very privileged. There's a lot of people that would love to, be in the position of not having to do something while still doing their job, one toe in, one toe out. And I think that that thing flies over the head of it all. You're supposed to be a role model. There's people that have $15 an hour job that have to get it or lose their job. They can't just sit around and say, 
And I think that's a tough thing to think about. But the Garden's going to be back rocking. Rocking. Because we got the Knicks. The Knicks over under, I think it's over. It's like 42 and a half. They're like a 500 team. Do you think RJ can become a legitimate number two option in the NBA? And if he can, that makes his card prices very interesting. I think he can be really good. Do you think he can be the second best player on the Knicks? I yes, but is the second best player on the Knicks like exciting? Second best player on the Knicks is like collector. Yes, because they're they're the. He's also a Duke guy. I played golf this weekend with a UNC guy, and and I realized like he was salty when I was bringing up RJ Barrett. Yeah, Lou, you said the number two guy. Who's the number one guy in New York? Quickly, Mm. no. Kemba, I guess. I don't Julius think RJ's the number Randall? one. Julius Randle? Julius Randle. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't think, I don't think. Come on, Knicks... boys. How are you going to play my squad like that? The Knicks are just fine. Julius Randle is a monster. Julius Randle might have had one of the most overperforming seasons, maybe, he, in NBA he is And then didn't show up everyone. in the playoffs. I hope he's awesome. I think... He's going to have another great regular season. He just may never be able to get it done in the playoffs. But we have more options now. because. Basketball, there's defense in the playoffs. There's no defense in the regular season. He plays bully ball. Yeah. So, like, he can get it done. But then it's like, oh, defense, what's that? Did you see the Tyler Hero the Tyler Hero quote today? No, what happened? He said he's in the same class as Luca and Trey Young. Interesting. <laughs> Ty, I know you saw my man. His Tyler. card prices aren't. Dude, his stuff skyrocketed <laughs> after that first playoff or preseason game. We had, like, 17 points. Oh, jeez. He said, here's the quote, Luca, Trey, Ja, those guys like that, I feel like my name should be in that category too. Thoughts, Tyler? My thoughts are I respect the take. I do. Because if you're not saying it, then you're not. If you don't believe it, then you're not. So I, as a competitor, I respect it. And as a Tyler brethren, I respect it. But we got some work to do. What card would you rather own? former NBA Eastern Conference champion and leader of the Miami Heat, Tyler Hero, or Devin Booker? Future Nick Devin Booker. Mm, future Nick Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, future Nick Devin Booker for sure. So Tyler Heroes are running right now? We're going to have one of those years? I haven't checked. I just saw, like, again. That's huge for me if that's true. This is all headline. Why you're sitting on? <laughs> I got some leftover some inventory. <laughs> I got some leftover inventory. <sighs> oh. All right, let's get into Play of the Week. Yeah. We didn't do it last week, so let's get into Play of the Week. Again, Play of the Week is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles. All right, so if you're new here, this is where Jason, the producer, fields plays from you, the listener. And Tyler, Lou, and I have not seen them. So Jason, will show them on screen who they're from and typically the message that is sent along. And then we'll talk about them live on air and pick a winner and that will be play of the week so jay what do we have all right so this is from matt's mint cards on ig it says this is my play of the week i bought these two cards of mahomes field of a rookie psa 9 in february of 2021 off of ebay and the lebron 2020 prism silver raw off of ebay about a month ago all in about 2300 dollars. i cracked the psa 9 and submitted to psa along with a lebron raw Express service for $225 a card. My results just came back and both got 10s. The Mahomes last sold for $4,750 and the LeBron is selling for $2,000 I realized I still haven't sold the cards since I just got them back, but that's still a profit about $4K. I'll attach photos. That is a, uh, I don't know how I'll say this, a big balls move to crack a PSA 9. Oh, I like Mahomes it. like that. Lou just went there. That's a big play. It is. Feel, I like field level stuff. Very underappreciated, in my opinion. That LeBron was like one of those cards that people were obsessed with like nine months ago or whatever. Yeah, when it first came out. Off. I think that LeBron, I think it has long term. It's a great It's a great image. Yeah. Yeah, cool card. Uh, I, I think the big thing here, like Lou said, is there's a lot of risk in this play. If it Mahomes comes back a nine again, you're down $225 and the card's worth about what it was before minus the $225 and the time you lost grading it. So this is a, this is a super risk risky play. But again, this talks about, right? No risk, no reward, right? You could send this in and get a 10 and double your money. But again, we talk about this, right, Tyler? There's, there's something to be said about going through the transaction, completing it, finalizing the deal. 
while it is worth 4K, 4,700, five grand, six grand, whatever they're worth, yeah. still have to sell them, still have to have a buyer to pay that, still have to complete the sale. I think there's a lot still missing in this. While it's great that they were both able to 10, you like seeing that, there's still a lot left to, to be made in this. Do you know what's interesting? That the Mahomes field level, the last sale on that at a PSA 9 was 1820. So since February, that card's like stagnant. That's interesting. Right. I think you're spot on. There's a couple of things. One, at my man Matt's mint cards, Icy only does tens, right? Only tens. Uh, is that your boy, Justin Fields, in his pick? Yeah. yeah it is. Yep. As a Penn State diehard fan, there's just something about Justin Fields that I like and respect, and I just want to verbalize that to you because I'm trying to be better at not being pissed that you're wearing that Ohio State jacket. Third, I agree with you. As much as this is a play, it's a gamble. Yep. This could have gone this could have gone poorly. I mean, the chances of this is like yeah, like when I see this, it's like when your buddy like tells you he won a parlay and is like over the moon about it, you know, like put down eighty and won four fifty and like brags about it and you're like, guy, you're okay, is that the only parlay you ever like hit? Because you probably lost your last ten. You know what I mean? It's like when Jay was going on week one when he was like went three and one and betting NFL and we haven't heard about it since. You know, it's like, all right, like, yes, I get the crack nine for the 10, but can we be proponents of that as an ongoing strategy? Not sure. I respect it. Good on you. Hit the parlay. Amazing. But I don't know if it's going to lead to great outcomes in the long term, buying nines on eBay, cracking them for 10s, unless Matt's got the eye and he, I would love to know, maybe he is batting 65% at this and it pays off. Then to your point. Selling $4,000 worth of sports cards is no easy feat for anybody. And I don't know if the, it's bird in the ham, whatever it is. Yeah, I'd like to see it played all the way through. So look, you're sitting pretty on some valuable assets right now. I can't give it a play of the week. Yeah, again, like you said, Tyler, it, it takes takes some fortitude to crack those, see that, you know, and and send those back in. I just think there's a lot of risk in this play. Right? I'm not sure it's something. Again, it's not for everybody. Yeah, good play though. Jay, next one. Ooh. Right, this is from Cardpalooza. It says, a few months back in the midst of all the vintage hype, I had to get some of the 1994 Generation Extreme packs in search of a Tony Hawk skateboarding card. Uh, first card of him besides Sports Illustrated for kids. Some consider it a rookie card. I bought six loose packs for $29.99 and then two more unopened packs for $4.99. I opened them all and pulled two of the Tony Hawk skateboarding cards. I sent the better looking one in for grading a PSA, which is like $50 plus $14 for shipping at the time. I ended up getting a PSA 10, which is a pop 23 and held the card for about a month or two. The last three sales in, or there were sales in July on eBay of the card for $725, $550, and $363. I ended up selling the card for $450 cash at Collector's Con in Tampa over Labor Day weekend. I was in the card for a total of around $100 with, with being sold at $450 would be a $350 profit. I like this for a lot of reasons. I like the idea of looking for in the world where that that hall card is blowing up and you're trying to find the different option. I think doing the research and figuring out these Generation X cards exist. I don't these might have been like a popular, but I don't believe so. I had been really heard of these until now. Someone tell me if you also heard of them. But I like the idea of getting the packs. I like the idea of grading it and then seeing the variation in pricing on eBay. Because when you have a card like this, there's not going to be a ton of sales. So the numbers can vary pretty dramatically. And getting to a show and selling it for somewhere in the middle of all of those, much lower than the highest sale for sure, but still really so 450 when you're into it for 100 is like really solid. So I think that's a really smart play all the way around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of completing the transaction, taking the cash, all of that. I would say this to me is just as risky as the play before, right? Buying the packs, the packs being in good mm -hmm. condition, opening the packs, pulling the Tony Hawks. The Tony Hawk's been in good condition, sending them into the PSA, risking the grading money, waiting the time for the card to go up or down. Like, wow, it's at PSA. Could have gone up, could have gone down. Getting it back, it being a 10. There's a lot of risk in this play, more risk than the last play, to be honest. I think it's a great play, right? And it worked out well. More power to him for a pop 23. It's just the odds on a card. That card's a pop 23. I would be curious to know, is it a pop 900 for nines or is it I'm a checking. pop 30 for nines? Like where there's not many created. So, I mean, heck of a play to, to, to only spend, what, 50, 100 bucks total and to make $350. That's 
awesome anytime you can do that. That's the part that I think makes it not as risky. Tyler? Sure, sure. I just think there's a lot of risk to get up to that play. Like one of those things goes wrong and it's like, it's, it's just, it's harder to get to the end. I think shouts to Cardpalooza. I think he won the NT box on Card Talk Live. Yeah, 100%. That's definitely who it is. Lou, is Zip on a full ride to Westchester? You don't like the hat? What's up? Talk to me about the hat. Talk to me about the lid. Westchester yeah. University dad. I don't know. You know how you know. Talk to yeah, Zip, Zip, Zip full ride. Just getting a full ride. He's, he's studying botany to learn more about catnip. Understood. Respect. I'm good trying, job to, raising trying to raise a, a well-wanted uh, cat. A fine specimen. Literally and figuratively. Respect. Education matters. I want to make a quick point on this. The the Hawk, the Tony Hawk, is a pop 24 and a 10 now, pop 50 for a 9, and pop 10 for an 8. Yeah, so it's about 50% odds for a 10 then. Tony's a G. Yeah. I mean, good play, right? Right? I mean, that's what we're talking about. This is make a play, not maybe make a play. He already made the play. It worked out in his favor. He got 10s. He sold them for $350. Like, that's real money. So hard hard to argue with that. Good to see you, Carpalooza. All right. This one is uh, Travis88 Cards. Ooh. On Instagram, it says, I ended up snagging this Kyler Murray three weeks ago for an insanely cheap and ended up selling today for almost $600 profit. So it is a 2019 Obsidian Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray rookie jersey auto BGS 9510 pop three out of 100. He paid 365 for it on September 12th and just sold it um, on October 2nd for $975. This fires me up so much. This fires me up so much. I wonder where he got that. I don't know how he got it for so cheap. That's about what Kyler stuff was selling for. But it's now jumped 3x in the last month. Yeah, I mean, $1,000 They're 5 and 0. They're the number five one. They're only in a f- MVP candidate. Look at the last that's look. Fine. MVP question. If that's what's going on, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was going on with Kyler. This is what happens. This is actually happening in every single. This is Ryan's life. This happens with a lot of guys. I mean, this is why Herbert's 10 grand. They're 4 and 1. Her- the Cardinals are the only undefeated team in the NFL. Kyler Murray's, I think, uh, before last week, was the front runner for MVP odds in Vegas. He's got to be. Unless Herbert went, maybe made a little bit more move, but it's going to happen in NHL. It's going to happen in NBA. I mean, we're getting stumped the shop up and, and live, but there's going to be dudes that five weeks from today are two and a half X 100%. what they were today in the NBA, no doubt about it. And people say, is the car market dead? What's going on? This and the other thing. Right there. Boom. And it will work the same way, but in reverse. Correct. Right, Tyler Hero is going to have a 17-point game in the preseason, and his stuff's going to run up 4x, and then he's going to come yep. out and you know score three points, and his stuff's just going to mm-hmm. tank. Right? This is just the way the market works. It's just like stocks. This this newer stuff mm-hmm. is very volatile. Guy has a great game and is on MB is on ESPN and it's great. Stuff's going up. You have a bad game and you stink and you get hurt. Mm-hmm. Going down. It was an auction. I mean, Derek Carr was back. Derek Carr was back. By the way, Derek Carr was back. Two weeks ago. I think there's a couple other things that are affecting the Raiders and maybe their play and team chemistry and things like that that are bigger. A couple things going on in Vegas. A couple things going on in the old Las Vegas Raider team facility. The old but, gone Gruden. Yeah. Um, I will say this was this original sale was an auction. It also has Murray spelled incorrectly. Just want to put that out there. He has that it spelled matters. wrong. That he has it spelled, by the way, he has it spelled wrong in the, the old... in the in, in in the real list as well. He re- he recess. And then the, the, the 975 was a buy it now listed for 1500 that someone. So he literally, you know, what's funny, Lou. He clicked sell an item like this. No. He, yeah. He literally copied the same freaking title. The only thing he changed was so F212 is likely a consignment shop. So that means that's like that's how you keep track of people's like consignments. So when yeah. you see codes like that at the end, that's how they track that stuff. Yeah. All he did was get rid of F212 and put MVP question mark. It's literally the same exact listing. I think what he did was literally go in the eBay app, go to his purchases, click on this item, and then click to sell one like this. That's, I think that's what happened. That's incredible. I love it though. Great job. And still got 3X's money with, Great job. with a spelling error. Hell yeah. And they've won two more games since he sold it. Incredible. All right, Jay, next play. All right, this is from Heart Rookie Collector underscore 79. So that's a uh, hockey play. Here we go. I purchased this Alexander Ovechkin scripted sticks auto number to 35 from 2011-12. I predict the cup on Facebook back in early August for $350 Canadian. $350 Canadian dollars. Once I received the card, I listed it on eBay for $650 Canadian oboe. I had multiple offers around the $400 range, but declined them all. I eventually accepted an offer for $560 CAD on September 2nd after having it listed for two weeks. After fees, I cleared just over 500 CAD, leaving me a quick profit of $150. 
I probably could have held on to the card for a few more weeks and made a few more bucks, but if, if OB gets off to a hot start this season, instead has decided to just take the quick profit and plan to purchase more OV autos while they are still at a reasonable price. I like the play. OV got hurt? Jay, you need to confirm that before you say something like that. Yeah, Jay, I mean, just putting it out in the universe that I think Ovechkin got hurt. Let's see. Ovechkin injury is the second thing that comes up. Ovechkin is uncertain for Washington Capitals season opener. Okay, so he's like globally fine. Okay, that's fine. Either way, the thing I wanted to say here was we've now harped on it a couple times during the show. Someone who people who understand hockey and cards are going to make a good amount of money this this winter. Yeah, ESPN's coming. You were so right, Ty. So I like a quick flip. I actually wish you would have held on. I wish they would have held on to this one. Why? Uh, I think you can hold on to that card for five years, and it's going to be more worth more time and market. Take profit. I respect it. It was weird. He like they bought it in the. They bought it in the preseason off season. Yeah, like in the preseason hype window and sold it before it could really ever actualize. Yeah, I mean, bought it on the way up, right? Like you said, there's a lot that could go into this. It could go down if he doesn't start hot, if he gets hurt. Do you think 150 profit is enough? Is like they squeeze enough out of like, you know, they squeeze enough out of it. I think $150 profit at scale is a real business for a lot of people. So like Tyler's like, Mm -hmm. keep it for five years. Sure. What's it worth five years from now? Two thousand dollars. Five years. I think if he would have waited another like six weeks, he probably would have made like four hundred dollars. Sure. Right. So the argument might be that he could have waited twice as long and gotten twice as much money, three hundred bucks. But again, one hundred fifty dollars every what? What do you make the money? Two weeks? Three weeks? Right. If you're making that kind of money, three weeks at scale, right? Five cards. Yeah. Times times five. That's, cards, that's a yeah. you know that's fifteen. I mean, what? That's seven hundred fifty bucks. That's a good point. On five cards, that's, like that pays somebody's rent, that pays somebody's car payment. They're like that's Fair. real money at scale. You can't go broke taking a profit. So making money on it, sure, he could have gotten more, could have gotten less. So taking 150 bucks, I can't can't hurt the guy. I, again, would I have kept it a couple more weeks longer, Lou? Yeah, I probably would have. It's a cool card, early cup stuff. I like that. I think that's cool. That's the hockey product. Ovechkin's uh, an all time all time guy. So. I think it's cool. Hard to argue with the play. Um, I agree. All right. This is from, is it Wooler's Landon? Does that look right? Wooler's Landon on Twitter. It says, HGA play. Stopped into my local LCS one weekend and sorted through the value boxes right before baseball season started. Found a Topps Gallery masterpiece insert of Vlad Jr. at a 99. Hit the price of $3 in the back and I scooped it up so fast. I immediately sent it into HGA on a 60-day order. Vlad did what I expected him to do this season and is killing it. Got back my order and it came back in HGA 9.5, which is Gem Mint and HGA. I threw it up on eBay for $100 best offer, got an offer of 85 and accepted. I always say, just take the wins when you can do, it says when you can, do you can invest into more cards. I think that's supposed to be so you can invest into more cards. What do you guys think? So the first thing is I would love to know how much a 60 day order costs for HGA. Is that $10 or is that $40? Let me check. I think this is a, an extension of what we were just talking about, where it's like a quick make some money, make some money options, especially with like a secondary grading company like this. A 60 day order is. And this is current. It was probably cheaper back. It's 20 per card. So it's right now. probably a little cheaper back then. 15, would... 15 bucks. Yeah, call, to be fair. Not by much. Okay. So $20. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm a big fan of the value boxes. I've talked about that before. I think there's some real value in those. I think those are things that people update last. When when card prices fluctuate, you're going to go through your showcase stuff, your big ticket items. You're not as likely to sift through a, your own dollar, $3, $5 boxes, especially if you have a lot of them. So I think there's definitely plays in there. When did he send it integrating though? It's just before the season, right before the season started. So my only question was, the only thing going through my head before baseball season, baseball season starts in what, Lou? April? March. April. PSA didn't close till March. If PSA, PSA had all of their options open in March. It right? had to have been closed. I mean, there's no way he's doing this if they were, if they weren't closed. That's, that was my only thing. Is there's I wondered no way. Does, I think PSA closed around March. Was it March 1st? I thought it was March Yeah, I would 1st. love to see it, but I'm, I mean, it's pretty fair to say. If you're submitting to HGA, you probably, it was done after PSA was closed. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I mean, go into value box, find a card, grade it real cheap, get it back months later, sell it for, I mean, again, if you spent $15 with shipping there and back, get all in this card, $30 makes 85 bucks. So after, you know, after fees and such, mm-hmm. I mean, doubling your money, that's, 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 you know, what's interesting. I, I have heard that 9.5 is very hard to get from HDA. 
I wonder how that if that will cross what that crosses to. You know what I mean? Yeah, like PSA or something. Yeah, I'd be interested to see it. Yeah, yeah. I think HGA one day at a time is making progress. I think a lot of the second tier grading companies are doing that. Yeah, I just think with social with the younger folks in the hobby all the 11 12 13 14 year olds obsessed with cards i don't know if they care i think they want to get stuff graded i think they care about psa because that is the market standard i'm not sure they care about anything Mm -hmm. else and because psa doesn't have options i think they're willing to consider almost anywhere else HGA, SGC, some of these other companies. So again, we talked about this when PSA first closed. Can these other companies steal market share by grading costs, grading cards at an affordable price when the other bigger, you know, bigger being Beckett and PSA have prices that are, you know, hundred plus dollars to grade a card and it takes a while. Can SGC, HGA and other companies take some of that market share at 15, 20, $25 a card mm-hmm. over time? Yeah, I'm just looking at this slab. I'm thinking about, I was with some younger folks that were deep into cards. And I'm like, you know, they're all on FaceTime with their buddies and like, you know, Fortnite. Like, it's just like, I think being so close to it, I think about PSA and it's like, I want PSA. But there's a world where PSA is just like, cool. I don't play in that world. And I just want to grade cards. And Agreed. So, I don't know. It just hit me looking at that. We also spoke a little bit a couple weeks ago about the PSA thing and I'm going back to a cheaper level and there was a bunch of comments. I just want to talk about that. I think that's interesting real quick. Let's finish play of the weekend. I'll, I'll bring that up. All right. So that I think is the last one. I believe so. So. Yep. All right. So what's your play of the week? I'm going to go with the Kyler. I'm going to go with Ovechkin. I'm going to go with the Kyler. Let's go, Travis. Yeah, Travis. That's Good job, work. Travis. All right, so Travis, 88 cards on IG, is the winner for Play of the Week. Good job, Tom. Good, good job, work. Travis. Good job. Good, good, uh, good submissions this week. Just real quick on the PSA thing. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think Nat has repeatedly said he wants to keep set building as a part of the process for PSA. And I just think those cheaper sub-levels are going to come back because of set building in some form or fashion. When you say cheap, how cheap do you think they're going to be? 20 bucks. 50 bucks. You think $20 PSA options come I back? think 20 day, I think a, uh, not 20 day, like a 25 to $50 option with like no timeline. So you get it back in like a year or something is very on the table. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. It, he seems like he's a very big like set builder guy. So unless they create like some sort of special thing, they might do this. I don't really know how this would work, but like something that's built like a set builder submission level. Be curious to see if they leave that option open, if they bring that option back to everyone or if they leave it to like group submitters. Group submitters or maybe you have to join that club level thing that they have or like something. It's going to come back. There's no way it won't be back. Interesting. All right. So last but not least, before we sign off today, we've got latest launch. And I'll be honest, being out of town for a couple of days, I actually have no idea what comes out this week. Nice. That's good for the card shop owner. This will be the first time learning about it. So I'll know what to expect this week. All right, so you've got Optic Fast Break Basketball, Women of Star Trek, uh, TriStar Hidden Treasures Football Mini Helmet, Wild Card Matt Football Megas, Onyx Vintage Basketball, Leaf Ultimate Sports, uh, Panini Football Origins International Blaster, Tops WWE Chrome, Break that's Kings Premium Football, and that's it. Optic Fast Break? Is that... That's last year's optic? No, it's like optic fast break basketball. So it's like where they've got like the bubble parallels instead of like a silver. Yeah. But is that Lamello or is that Kate Cunningham? Lamello. Optic basketball just came out like two weeks ago. Crazy. Here we are. The season's about to start in a week and they're still. You haven't got flawless or immaculate basketball or mosaic. I wonder what they're going to do because now the season's here. It's like here. Yeah. Pr- produce both at the same time. Or maybe they just won't do it. You're not going to get rid of the most expensive basketball product, the most desired. But they could just stick LaMelo into this year. No, they'll definitely print it. 100%. Okay. We'll see. I don't know when they're going to do it. Yeah. I also think WWE Chrome is interesting. Agreed. Don't know anything about it, but Chrome stuff seems to do well. I think LaMelo is going to have a big year. 
Yeah, it seems like there is a lot of hype around LaMelo. It reminds me so much of Justin Herbert. Like, guy had you saw some potential at the end of the season. You're like, hey, this guy looks really good. Like, as Lou might say, maybe a little flash in the panty. Seems like there's a lot of hype going around him into the season. It's all I see a lot of it on social media about some of these highlights already. It definitely looks like there's going to be some buzz around LaMelo Ball at the start of the season. I think he's a player. He plays with so much confidence. Yeah, it seems like everyone globally agrees that he's a player. Yep. Is that the breakout guy this year, Ty? I just think the way that NBA works with narratives, obviously they have to play well and they have to, you know, they've, they've got to compete, but he plays with a ton of confidence. I think he feels he belongs there with anyone, which is half the battle. I think he can shoot from range and yeah. He's flat. He may be flashing the panty. I think he's more just like flashy overall. And I'm drawn to that. I think it matters in the card market. I think it it matters attracting younger generation. I think it matters in terms of commanding marketing dollars. And I think that there's a lot of players that are equally as good as others that no one cares about because no one knows about and people will know about him. So that's, yeah, I like him. The Bulls also might be nice. And because Lonzo's over there. Him and Levine are a real backcourt. So the Ball brothers in general. Side note, Ty, we didn't talk about it much. We talk about basketball start next Tuesday. Hockey starts tonight. I'm going to try. I'm going to try again. Hockey starts tonight. Emily Kaplan, who is a leader in the NHL coverage of ESPN. I'm just going to keep giving shout outs. Stud beast. I'm going to follow her. I'm going to try to like get it more in my It's her. She's working with, uh, she's doing the podcast with Linda Cohn, the ESPN NHL podcast. She's also doing a Chelsea podcast. Grew up together, went to high school together, went to Penn State together. She's killing it. Puts out really good stuff. All right. That's a wrap. Good week. Good week. Good week. Next week, the NBA starts. We'll get into NBA predictions, all that. Hopefully we come back. Penn State and Michigan both lose this weekend, but we'll see. All right. That's all I got for now, guys. Peace. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.